Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 89 for July 19th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. That was Nicely clear done. and crisp. Yeah, yeah it's like a, like a reveille there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, where am I here? Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, Greg Mead, Jim Rumsey, Tra- Chad Grossclaws, and Shane Bronson. I always uh, get very humbled and uh, awed by that list as it grows larger and larger. Amen. Mm. Yeah. True. And, and and maybe the next couple of weeks we'll do another one of the uh, one of the, the all, all readouts. Yeah. We'll do Absolutely. Them yeah. Uh, now, do you think what are the chances of um, Sean Bronson being related to Charles Bronson? Shane Bronson and probably father son relationship. I would assume. Oh, direct yeah, to, yeah direct descendant. Absolutely, yeah. no no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I like that. Uh, nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. no Nuclei. doubt. Yeah, exactly. Nucleation. Yeah. Nuclearity. You're fired. Believe <laughs> I told you he was firing somebody, Tim. Yeah. yeah. So I want to um, I want to very proudly and uh, maybe we'll get a little a little trumpet blast here for uh, our first and newest uh, sponsor. Wait, wait, you didn't say their name yet. <laughs> no, you're right. And it, that was just a warm up anyway. Yeah. There's a company out of the UK, uh, the United Kingdom, Great Britain, England called M24 Bags. <laughs> And uh, they they do things a la reclaimed audio. They make these uh, these incredible bags uh, that I've been using for a few months now, and uh, and the boys here have been using for uh, just under that. And uh, they, <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> I think Bill, Bill's been using his for a week. Tim's been using his for three four weeks. So it's uh, longer I mean, longer than you're that. longer than that since since that episode we recorded in in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, it, they're made out of uh, what they call their uh, lorry tarpaulins, which for us here on this side of the pond is truck curtains. So it's made from this really heavy gauge uh, vinyl nylon kind of thing. You know, they're on the side of trucks and yeah. they roll them up. Right. Yeah. So for people, you know, if you picture the 18 wheeler on the highway, you know, sometimes they're solid like steel, you know, Panels. yeah, whatever. But sometimes they're like that, that heavy duty fabric, like that. Tarp. And that's yeah. that's what they're You're made right. from. We call yeah. we call them tarps on this side of the pond, south from uh, where you are, Phil. South from where I am. Okay. Yeah, uh, the, the imaginary curtains. pond. <laughs> curtains <laughs> are what go in your baby's bedroom or to cover the windows. Hmm. This vocabulary lesson brought to you by William H. Lutz. So, <laughs> thank you. All right, go on, Phil. H is for Humphrey. Uh, so, <laughs> so they actually reached out to us maybe about uh, four or five months ago, and we just thought it was a tremendous fit with what we're doing. Uh, they what they do is they take these 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 curtain what do we say here these tarps off the side of trucks after they've been in use for let's say five ten years, and let's say a logo is changed or uh, you know or maybe there's I don't know what it is enough wear on them that that it makes sense to to rebrand the trucks. 
Um, but then, then they turn them into these bags, and they also use uh, reclaimed seatbelts for the for the straps because they they got messenger bags, they've got backpacks, they've got a whole host of different kind of bags. And uh, and as soon as I sort of checked out their website, I got really excited because it's just so fits our message. All these things that would otherwise go to the landfill then just get reused, upcycled, and given value again, and then you know they get to they get to be put on the backs of, of goofballs like us. <laughs> you figure i mean that's that's a lot of fabric like the side of one of those trucks is 53 feet long by what like 10 feet high it's like 530 square feet of fabric on each side of one of those trucks yeah now if there's a tear in one of those that's say 10 feet long by an inch wide right through the middle of some guy's logo now it's no longer good as a truck tarp but right if you take that 10 feet out there's still 499 usable square feet of this tarp and that's the reclaimed audio way of thinking you know exactly yeah. well absolutely so, the, for our first sponsor i think uh we couldn't ask for a better fit seriously mm. oh yeah absolutely now the dam has broken i'm ready for you know warner brothers whatever i don't care we'll take it but uh to get our cherry broken with this is it's a, an amazing product <laughs> cherry I, I kind broken. of put my warner brother that's a pretty random one really i'll take broken. them yeah yeah um yeah i'm sure they're listening so, <laughs> One I love those guys. Definitely listen. Yeah. One of the brothers is definitely listening. So yeah, Bill Warner. Bill Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Probably I'm gonna the, leave the link. The slower of the two would be my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna leave a link in the sh- in the show notes for this. But um, all for all of our listeners, if you go into their website, which is m-24.co.uk, they got. Some screwy uh, URLs over there. But anyways, it's, it's pretty easy. M- you could always just do M24 bags in Google. Um, if you put in the promo code reclaimed, you get 10% off. So Oh, that's awesome. I would, yeah. And I highly recommend that you check them out. And uh, I mean, we're not really here to do a big sales pitch or anything, but I, I just think that it's tremendous. And I really want to applaud any company that is doing this, you know, whether it's a sponsor or not, taking something that's, you know, at end of life cycle and is about to be thrown away and turn it into something that's got a brand new life cycle because I've been carrying my laptop and my iPad and all of my business stuff every single day and I throw it into my into my car and I take it out and I'm pr- I'm not gentle with this thing and it's stood the test of time for me and and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I I had bought a bag on Etsy years and years ago that was made of some type of tarp um cuz I I loved that idea and it it fell apart of me pretty quickly it was like not the same quality material or whatever that it was but so you know when i saw you when you were in connecticut you gave me the bag that they sent to us um the messenger bag and i've been using it ever since then so that's been a you know and it's been great i love it it's actually in my one of my latest videos i i sewed one of my badges that i made onto it and you can see it in the video it's like a yellow bag and uh yeah no it's been awesome the only the only complaint i had with it was is is, um i wanted to put my laptop in it and i'm i'm so rough on it that i was concerned that i was going to because it doesn't have any padding on the bottom. So I just put a little yeah. piece of foam on the bottom. And now, you know, I drop the thing on the floor of the truck and stuff, and it's fine. You know. I definitely didn't think of that. I will do that, too. Hmm. And how about you? So you I, probably had yours forever, Bill, right? Yeah, I've had it for all of a whole week. <laughs> I said I was sorry. But because I wanted to see what these things would do, I literally I had to go to the salon and do some maintenance work. So I grabbed I, – literally, I threw uh, – my both my drill drivers, batteries, and I threw them in this backpack that I have. 
threw them in there, stuffed it full of loose screwdrivers, everything, just put it through the torture test, hoping I could be the one to say, yeah, well, it's not so great. This thing is tough. It is super tough, tough as nails. It's comfortable. It's a, it's a good thing that they're doing with it. It, it fits so well with reclaiming and upcycling. So they got definitely my support. I would, I would highly recommend it. Buy one for a friend. Uh, seriously, they're that good. I ain't screwing around. I got, I got actually, I actually poke myself reaching in the bag and it hurt. What? Well, I had a screwdriver in there and I forgot that I threw all, I figured it, you know, and when I reached in, I didn't, it hurt. It was such a great endorsement. (laughs) Attention future sponsors. If you're looking for a professional endorser, look no further than William H. Lutz. And uh, H is for Hubert. Humphrey. 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 A president, Hubert Humphrey. That's you, man. If anyone looks presidential right now, (laughs) it's Bill with his mop top, his sparkling cider, and no pants. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And hey, on Bill, that note, yeah, Bill, what are you watching? <laughs> I know what you, I know what you, I'm, ready, I'm ready to end already. <laughs> what are you working on? All righty then. I am. I got to. Um, first of all, I want to do one shout out real quick. Um, uh, one of Casey's clients is also uh, a, a new member of the group, Marguerite, and she is a maker. She she built her own teardrop trailer. Um, super awesome. cool, or not teardrop, cool. but like she built her own, yeah, like trailer. She is so cool. Anyway, she's going to this camp event and she wants to teach adults who don't know how to make anything, basically how to make these, um, put together planter boxes. And she, she wanted to make a template that they would cut it out of some like fence board she's going to use for it. Anyway, so she came over and her and I had fun just experimenting, figuring out she'd never used a, a table saw the size of mine before. She'd never used a band saw before. So it was, it was fun seeing, uh, it's kind of a simple project, but seeing it through somebody's you know eyes that haven't, she, she just loving everything. It was fun. We had a great time. So Marguerite, Thank you for coming over. That was so much fun. Um, but other than that, working on making templates for planter boxes with her, I started my uh, two matching set fretted guitar cigar box builds things. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ta-da! That is cool. Tremendously cool. I was paying attention. Um, that is great. <laughs> what about you, Tim? What are you working on? Um, I – the best part of last week was I, I got to go to, you know, sometimes I go to my local library and I, and they have like a maker space there and I do classes. Like I did one, I've done a couple with adults and some kind of mixed ages, but I finally got to do one with the kids and uh, at the library. And I did that last week and it was awesome. I had eight kids and their parents and it was actually like the easiest one I've done because there were, there was like a parent assigned to each kid, you know, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to, and I just brought a bunch of hand tools. And so basically I made these like very simple wooden trucks. I cut them out in the bandsaw and had, had, you know, wheels cut and dowels and all the drills. So all you needed to do is just stick them together. It'd take you two seconds. But the idea was I brought all this hand tool so they could sit and drill into them, saw at them, bang nails into them, do whatever they wanted to do, paint them, and then, you know, sand them. You know, because every kid has, like, a different thing they're, they're in, into. Like, one kid might want to sand it, you know, for 20 minutes and then call it done. Another kid might want to just do a bunch of stuff and then go play with it, you know. So the idea was I set the project up so for every different type of kid, 
um, there was a way that it could be fun for them. Like, you know, if you're like the kid that just wants to bang on stuff with a hammer, go ahead, bang a bunch of nails into it. I had all these nails that wouldn't stick out the other end, you know? And, uh, and then if like you're the kid that really wanted to make this good truck, you know, you could. So I, I, um, it was a great time. And, uh, that was my favorite part of last week. And besides that, I'm, I'm finally working on my double helix, uh, DNA shaped uh, pictures. Yeah. Marimba. Um, like, and I can finally, like, I, I finally released a video sort of introducing it and stuff. It's, it's all, like out in the open before I kind of snuck it in talking about it on the podcast. But so, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting and challenging, but, uh, um, <laughs> that's going to be, I got to really like, like put my head in the game now and, and get into it. So, yeah, I watched your seven minute blog on introducing this project. Uh, did you have a chance to pick up any of that ebony for some of the keys? Or? Uh, what? That was the what? comment I left you on the video. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you left the comment. Oh, yeah, just go buy some ebony. <laughs> yeah. In a slab, because it's cheaper, the volume mm. discount that way. Well, you know, that, that yeah, <laughs> just buy by the truckload. Um, uh-huh. That uh, that video is actually kind of old. And so in the video, I'm talking about, like, I'm not sure what woods I'm going to use and stuff. But I've been working on it a little bit since then. And I think I have all my, my woods uh, solved now. So... There's going to be update videos that are going to be behind me. So if you're watching my YouTube channel, that's always going to be behind where I'm at. But then on Instagram, it shows like kind of where I'm at. Right. You know. Okay. All right. I'm going to go now and you're going to check your uh, bandwidth because you're Domo yeah. Origato, Mr. Roboto. And Oh, was I? Well, you, you go, just, Phil, you just were too. One so. thing I forgot to say mm-hmm. about Marguerite, check this out. She, uh, yeah, you were. But Marguerite, I wanted to mention, uh, she submitted for the first time to Instructables, and that planter box thing that she came up with uh, was featured in Instructables. So congratulations, Marguerite. Congratulations. Oh, cool. Uh, Tim's frozen. Am I no, um, still, are you still there? I'm still here. I hear you guys okay, fine. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. I'm not even going to mark this down as an edit point then. Uh, so. Do you need some material to. <laughs> you, you should probably edit that, though. No, I'm definitely not. Stop talking. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, I, I had a friend of mine reach out. She's an artist and she does like painting and stuff. And uh, she really actually she's she happens to be a divorce attorney. And but growing up, I always knew her to be an artist. And she would do like uh, really amazing. Um, she was head up arts and crafts at camp and stuff like that. But she really is a, a tremendously talented like painter on canvas. So um, and she's always sort of done it part time and stuff. But really, I think now she's. She's moving into a space where this is what she wants to be doing. So transitioning from law, and that's a huge commitment to become a lawyer, to to being an artist. And hmm. uh, and she she referred me somebody who wanted something that they couldn't get anywhere else, and she wanted a letter, like the letter L cut out with some uh, what are those pegs called? You know, uh, there's a style peg, a shaker pegs. pegs. So shaker, three shaker yep. pegs. Yeah, so three shaker pegs for towels, and I, I had this whole challenge of how to figure out how to hang this durably enough for so it could support the weight of uh, uh, some wet towels. And I put it out on my Instagram yesterday, and everybody was like, keyholes. So I was like, okay, that's that was simple enough. I'm just worried because it was off-center, right? You've got your long portion of the L, and then the other the bottom of the L sticks out. So it's not like if it was another letter that was perfectly symmetrical. You could just put two hanging items on either side, and then it would just be balanced. But I guess I'll just put them. I don't know where I was going with that. I made a pink L that hangs towels. That's that's where I was going with that. And uh, that's, and I mean, um, really cool. Yeah, I put it on Instagram, and 
Yeah, it's, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to use the bandsaw, which was fun, and use the template and yada yada yada. I but made some more make, of these. Could, could you make me a pink L? I could make you a pink H for Humphrey. <laughs> I thought it was Herbie Harvey. Nope, that's Herbert Hoover. That's a different president. Oh, this is. Well, if and, I had a pink L, I would feel very presidential. <laughs> Tim's holding up a pink L. <laughs> well, it was more of a pasty L because you know he yeah. needs to get more sun. But no, this anyways. is my tan. This is my tan hand. <laughs> yeah, it's his tan hand. Yeah. That's the one that leads out the left side of the truck. <laughs> yeah, all the way. <laughs> and then. And I made some, uh, and I made some iPhone holders out of some purple heart and canary. And today I picked up from the post office my first uh, real YouTube sponsor. Like I've done a couple of reviews and things like that, but this is my first YouTube sponsor, and it's a company called True Track, and they make a a conversion kit for circular. So I can hear that, Bill. Really? Yeah. 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 And I can hear. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Uh, so it's a Your conversion first sponsor, right? It's a conversion kit for uh, for circular saws, and it turns it into a track saw. And it also has like a, a, an attachment for your uh, for your router, so that you can do data. Oh, really? All kinds of cool things. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's you know cool. what? I find myself needing that more often than I need a skill saw. Like, because the, the skill saw, just climbing a straight edge is like really easy to just cut. But I, I do, you know, I end up doing grooves into things with the router, and uh, you want to have a fence on like both sides, you know, because yeah, of the exactly. routers. Yeah, you know you. And because uh, I asked me how I know, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, but uh, that's really fascinating. I'm going to check that out. It's cool also because I was thinking you could put like a V groove bit into it and then you could make panel Dovetails. doors, right? Yeah. Well, you could do all kinds of things, right? Yeah. You just start and stop wherever you wanted to. So even inside, let's say a shape, like a door, right? For a cabinet door, you could even have like one piece of MDF if you wanted to. And then you could make a square V groove inside of it just by putting the the track around four times and start and stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think I'm it- actually very interested in that. That's um, seriously. Totally yeah, I can't yeah, wait to see the video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm what, gonna make I'm like, gonna make a few of them because I think there's a lot of applications. So they cool. said, concentrate make- more on the router part of it because there's tracks everywhere. We know what tracks do for a skill yeah. saw. Yeah, they cut straight well, lines. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> I'll 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 show it because I I got to and I and I think yeah. it'll be useful as part of the video, but. I have a few, a couple of videos in mind for the router, so, uh, cool. so I'm excited about that. Yeah, Excellent. well deserved, well deserved. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, and that's what I've been working on. So this week's topics, and uh, <laughs> I wrote goofballs, but it's goofballs. Uh, it's called Grade A Goofballs, and uh, just a funny title based on an email that Tim got about. Uh, well, I'll let Tim read it out. Okay. Well, the the uh, Dan Brent and I were writing back and forth on on Facebook, and. He had this topic suggestion. So this is verbatim what he wrote to me. Uh, Begin quote. The topic is a lot about your workshop, more so than the two goofballs. I don't know which two he's referring to. We'll just, you know. (laughs) I want to hear. Definitely not us. Yeah, it's (laughs) at this point that I would question, is this really Dan Brent or is it Ben Brent? Well, that's, we we can never really know. the same person? They might be, but that's that's irrelevant for the question. So we'll, we'll let the what, courts figure that out. <laughs> Let's explore that later. Need, hmm. Listen, okay, I got it. What we need to do is we need to find somebody that's named Brent Brandt to finish up that trio. Yeah, that'll be a super boy band. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, so Dan Brent, who's, who lives, uh, I believe in Australia, right, Dan? Uh, he's, I know he's like many, many time zones away. Cause it was like, he was going to bed and I was getting up when we were writing. So, um, he wrote, I want to hear you talk about choosing the use of materials as you find it. Do you have some type of grading system or storage separation? Do you designate some materials as good for customer stuff and others as only okay for a shop build or jigs and stuff? So he's kind of asking as we're out there culling, I'm going to say we pretending he cares what you guys think. <laughs> the goofballs. Yeah. yeah. As we're out there calling material, like what, what do we, what, what's our separation system? What's our grading system? You know, how do we well, go I, about doing that? I, I can tell you right now, Phil and I, we don't have any smart ideas like that. We just make a big pile in the driveway and throw nails at it. <laughs> Cause we're goofballs. Yeah. We're yeah. just goofballs. That, we're just goofing around. Pretty much sounds like what I do actually too. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously though, uh, why don't we, why don't you start Phil? Because I, you never get a chance to talk cause Bill's always interrupting. <laughs> that's sometimes not true. <laughs> Go ahead and prove me that's, wrong, Bill. That's accurate now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do obviously, uh, I don't know if I have a hard and fast system, but I definitely know when I look at something, whether or not it's good enough for a finished product or good enough for a shop build. I have a whole, almost an entire sheet of plywood that I took down from a storage, like a overhead storage thing that the last owner of the house had put up. It's like three eighths inch plywood. I'm never going to make something that's good enough for a customer with that, but it's fine for a shop project. I'll probably make like a drill press stand out of it or something. But, uh, I know when, when something's good enough and I guess I do separate it. I, th- I think I do separate it whether something's good enough for, for a customer and whether something's just okay enough for a shop project. So I have like a little sort of nicer bin of cutoffs and stuff. And then I've just got like I lean it against one of the walls when it's not. And, I, and I'll pre-cull it. But I think on a regular basis, I'm just like looking at it and I know. I don't have to put like an A, B, or C sticker on something to know if I'm going to use it for one right. purpose or another. Yeah. Yeah. What makes yes. a sheet of plywood not good enough for, like, a customer to you? I mean, is it just dinged up so bad that? Well, there's some like there's some like white paint splatter on parts of it, and uh, and like it's not you know uh, double sided sanded. So there's mm-hmm. some, you know, I don't know you know when something's not nice enough. Like it's, I don't know. It's just not, well, I don't, there's not nice enough, and then there's not worth the effort of making it nice enough too. Well, that's a fair point. That's that's a little different. Not, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I could spend, I think, hours on this sheet of plywood and I don't think it would be nice enough. Well, it depends, that, it depends upon what you're making, because I everything I bring home, it's not with the intention of for a customer or just a shop. It's that I think I can make something out of it. And yeah. Use it for something. Sure. Um, so depending upon what the need is, if I'd had any kind of plywood at all whatsoever for Casey's desk, I would have used it, but I had to go buy some because I just didn't, I didn't have any. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, you can take a ratty piece of plywood and make it because you sell on Etsy. It's, it's a certain kind of look. I can turn some things and distress it. Sometimes you take a nice sheet of plywood and you make it look ratty. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's, it's a certain look. So you wouldn't want to put your hands down on this. Like it's, it's, it's rough. Okay. Like, a lot of and like I said, a lot of times too, it's just not worth that time and effort to make it even usable. I mean, so yeah. you don't hurt yourself or the client doesn't get hurt. Right, For yeah. sure. And this actually gives me an excuse to use it in the shop, which is where I'd rather use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a, like a, 
Tim, since he's really talking to you, he doesn't care what we think, but do you have a, do you have like the gold, Jerry, the gold pile, the pile of gold? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, laughing at the attempt to use a pop culture reference. (laughs) (laughs) The Kenny Banya quote, but all right, go ahead. Um, I, I'm looking to see what I what I had written back because I actually did, but uh, it, really the way I story straight, yeah. But I I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna make up something different now. So, <laughs> yeah, the the way I you know I've been doing it for a little while, so I'm getting a little bit more selective about the kind of junk I pull into my shop. Like I used to just take just about anything, and and now I have so much of that that I find that I can't turn into something that's customer grade or quality. Um, you know, so now I'm like a little more selective about what I pick up, but, um, basically the way I sort is by species. Um, there being the plywood species and then there being the non-plywood species, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, well, no, but I mean, I have like, you know, I have a lot of my wood is just like re- soft reclaimed woods, like the pines and spruces and stuff that were used in, in old homes and stuff. So that's all kind of in one section. And then I have the, um, you know, like the, the, the rarer pieces of reclaimed walnut or, you know, or cherry or, or something. And I, and I keep those in another location and I dig through them, but I have the added benefit of heating my shop on scrap wood. So there's, you know, because it's so hard to throw that stuff away, but when it's like 30 degrees in there and you're running on firewood, it's real easy to find a use for those little pieces you can't do anything with, you know, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of how I sort of is. So then what happens is like, I have this big pile of all the soft pine wood, right? You know, some two by one by, I try to keep the sort of dimensions somewhat separated. And then I get an order and say, okay, well, I need a bunch of this to make something. So I go and I pull it all out and I throw it on the bench and I sort through it and I take the stuff that I think is going to work for the project, put the rest of it back and then, then do that again and do that again until it gets to the point where it's like, well, I guess it's just firewood now, you know? And that's, that's just sort of how I, I work down. But, you know, and sometimes it, it's funny, though, because, like, if I have to do a shop project, which was kind of the other half of the question, and, like, I need, like, a two-by-four to make, like, a leg for, like, a bench, you know, I will go and grab the brand-new two-by-four that I have up in the loft to make my shop jig to save the old two-by-fours for the projects that I make because I feel like they have the better look, you know? They have um, more value to yeah, the they customer. Have, yeah, like, the one I got for free has more value than the, you know, then I, I go spend three bucks and buy a two by four to make a table like for my bench. You know, it's kind of funny like that. Well, I mean, the I two by four that, you but... bought has four rings on it. Right. Whereas the, the one you reclaim probably has 30 cause it's old growth. Yep. There's that. And then just the patina on it. And well, yeah. it's a metal term, but you know, but then also yeah. I, but I do get, I do get some two by fours from the, the fence company next door. Like they, when they get those sheets of fence in, they're on these two by four based pallets that are, they're all cut to like six feet long. And, um, and so they're brand new two by fours, you know, there's at least like two or three of them that are six feet long. And then there's some like slats going across and, and those are like, those are gold for shop projects, but I would never make anything for a customer out of them because it looks like I just went to Home Depot and bought a two by four, you know? Right. Yeah. That's what about you, Bill? What, um, what's your system? Well, it used to be like Tim, uh, bring everything I see home. And it got to the point where I had so much material at at the house and nowhere to really put it. Uh, it just got ridiculous. And where I live in the Bay Area, like I've said this before, I I have so many sources to go find materials that if I need it, I can do it. So over the last couple of years now, I've been thinning the herd. So I'm just keeping 
you know, I found uh, some bed frames the other day sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's angle iron. That's, I know I will use that for a fact and it won't sit there forever because that's, you know, it's, it's, it's something I do use. But now it's like if, if Casey wants me to make something for the salon or if a friend wants to commission me to do something, I probably don't have the material here and I'll go find it. You know, and I'll add that. I'll make sure that they know about that time it's going to take to go look for it. And it depends upon what they want. If they want something that looks like a traditional woodworking piece, I'm going to look for nicer materials. Uh, if they want that rustic look, it doesn't matter. You know, do they want that metal and wood together? I mean, it just, it depends. But I don't, I guess I separate things out by scraps and metal. Yeah. <laughs> metal and not metal. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's about it. And I've actually yeah. got it organized now We're on the side of the house. I don't mind if the metal gets rusty because a lot of times I'll make something that I want to be rusty, you know, so I don't have to salt it and vinegar it and doing all that stuff. Um, but if you need it cleaned off, it doesn't take much more than a angle grinder with a flap disc on it. <laughs> Call back. All nice and shiny. <laughs> um, I, ju- I just went to look up the what I had written back to see how far off I was. <laughs> and, I, and I said basically the same thing, but I had written that uh, – uh, I thought this was a point to bring up. Um, like if I get half a side of a barn, you know, I have this opportunity to like get that, that amount of wood, maybe 25, this is, I'm quoting myself, maybe 25 to 30% of it is just too crappy to turn into furniture. Usually I'll save the real crappy stuff for hopes of processing it all down to a smaller good piece that I can use for little things or glue it together. But honestly, a lot of it ends up as firewood. My general rule is if I, I find the piece closest to the size and dimensions I need, and I make it happen before I go into the idea of processing it down and gluing it up. And I guess that's actually exactly what I do. Like if I need to make a three foot long by two foot wide table, I go looking for the, the easiest solution in the junk that I have to make a three foot by two foot board that would require the, the least amount of effort, the least amount of sawing and resawing and gluing sure. for me, you know. Uh, and then from there, I, I move on, you know. And so that's sort of it, – it's again, it's like the – maybe it's the reclaim woodworkers like mentality, but it's about efficiency, you know, and waste. And so it's, that also equates to my time and energy, you know? Well, I, I just recently had the chance to justify keeping tiny little itty bitty scraps of plywood because my last video I put out was the, uh, angle grinder jig. Yeah. And that was literally, that was all the cutoffs from the desk and the, uh, writing table that I made for Casey. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, because I just sometimes I can't throw it away, or I'll put it in my little throwaway bucket. But uh, it's actually just a storage bucket. It's just a storage bucket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I literally <laughs> pulled out all these tiny pieces of cutoffs, and that's what I built that jig with. So, you know, it, you know, even even my like quote unquote garbage section of my shop is like I have I have six recycling bins. In a garbage can, <laughs> you know, and I throw like there's different grades of plastic and metal and and all these like things and all these just those like you know those plastic storage containers that I you spend six dollars for a Walmart I get for out of dumpsters you know after someone else spends six dollars for a Walmart but I, you know I just have a whole bunch of these broken things and I and they're not you literally but you figuratively <laughs> but um I and and that way I'm always picking through there like I go once every like six months I actually take this stuff to the recycling center when I get tired of looking at it because it's just always like you know just pulling and and, uh, and it's the same with the lumber and it's the same with the metal like all the the cutoffs you know for sure. I think we yeah. all sort of have this this imagination or dream to think that, oh, I'm going to use this one day. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I could see. I could see myself using it. Oh, this little one inch by two inch triangle of plywood? Yeah, I'm going to use that. Why would I throw mm. this away? Of course I'm going to use stop. 
It's a doorstop. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm gonna use it as a brace for a teeny tiny shelf. <laughs> I took um, um for uh, ridiculous. My Dan Robbins, if, and I know you listen. Thank you for the uh, board. I'm using that for the guitar build, and this he gave me it's like a six foot length, um, eight quarter thick piece of walnut. It's about six inches wide. Wow. Um, but it is warped and twisted. So in part of the video, it was me straightening, cutting out the section I wanted and straightening it and what I had to do to get that to happen. So I made a uh, sled for the table saw to get one side straight and there was a curve on it, if you can understand that. So the two, when I slice that part off, I now have a straight edge. You flip it over, blah, 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 blah. But that curved piece was actually like two skinny little wedges. And when I went to run it through the planer, I mounted it to a, a piece of plywood and I used the actual triangular, you know, the, the wedge piece to wedge the one side so I can get it through the planer and get that square. Mm. So, I mean, even using what you just cut off is not good. Sometimes it becomes handy in the shop for using it. So, and I saved them. I, I figured I had a use. I'm going to keep it. Mm. You never know. I might need a thin walnut wedge. Do you, do you guys sure. find, do you guys find little like, like squirrel like burrows in your shop of things that are like that were all related to you at some point in time i have these every once in a while I'll like be organizing or cleaning my shop and i'll find this like little box and there'll be like like three bolts like a bottle opener you know a half a piece of walnut like the one by two like just like random things that for whatever reason they all made sense to me that i had to squirrel them away in this little container together and i, and I have no idea why does that happen to you yes yes really yeah, there, these were these were projects that I and Bill's pulling out his Tupperware, but yeah, yeah that's exactly what it looks like. Again, it's audio, couple, Bill, so it's not helpful. Bolts, some uh, yeah. uh, pegs in there. This has just got random stuff, and this is a bunch of little screws that I decided to organize to put away that are still in this paper cup. Yeah, it's like this one is there my was... previous wife. What? <laughs> oh, <ew. laughs> He's gone again. <laughs> Whatever. Um... <laughs> what I miss. <laughs> Nothing. Don't be upset. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I have that all the time where I have like these these things that I managed to think were going to be a project or a video at one time. I have these little little old um, sand pails for the kids. And the old ones, I just use them in the shop for whatever reason. If I'm using – if I have screws and I want to take them out of a project and I'll put them in there and then I'll use them later on. Or I don't know. Mm. So I, I have all of these all over the shop and thinking, okay, I'm going to take these strips of aluminum. i got a couple of cutoffs here. I'm going to turn this and I've got a couple of toggle bolts here. And and then I'll find them like exactly like you said. Like a few months later, I'm like, what the hell was I going to make out of this? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know. This is like a gift from no one good for nothing. Or like I'll tear, <laughs> yeah. Here you go, you know. I'll, or I'll like tear something apart, and I'll like save all the screws. Like you know, I'm like taking apart like a pinball machine or an organ or something. And so I'm yeah. saving all the screws, like you know, the flathead wood screws from like 1809. You know, that you know I'm <laughs> going to use those again. Yeah, yeah you know, and half and then stripped. and then yeah, half a strip. You know, and they all end up in this like you know, like some yogurt container or something. And then I'll find that six. And it's, I was like, well, I'll sort these out later. I'll sort these. out. I have like. 40 of these damn things <laughs> i'm supposedly <laughs> going to sort out later what am i going to sort them out to into a bin of things i'm never going to use like that's what i'm going to but that's you can't get rid of it now, you know there's know. a danger to that too because there will be times when you sort something out you have it in mind for a specific project or it's part of a project you know it as you put it aside you forget about it later on a new project comes up and you go hey i can use these things so you 
put it, you embellish the project with those things that you saved. Now it's to a client. And then the thing comes up that you wanted to use those for. And now you don't have those things. You know what I'm <laughs> that's saying? happened too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember I was going to do that. I'm like, I mean, oh crap, that's the all the hardware for my sander. I forgot <laughs> that, I <got> that. <laughs> that I was still putting back together that I spent $400 I on. Yeah. 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 That was yeah, that was the guard for the thing, the safety guard, you know. Now it's like part of that guy's desk. <laughs> <laughs> and there's my finger on the floor. Yeah, no, I could no, I, I I feel like all of your problems, like we we have them also. Or I have them also. Yours are just bigger, larger in yeah. scope. So you well, have like there's you know, the like curse of space. And I have an apartment. Yeah, there's the curse of space, you know. And there's definitely like I have like I, I I have I have I have stuff. I just I'm never ever going to do anything with, but it's there now. So what am I going to do? Take it out of there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know like, hey, that reminds me. What did you decide to do with that shop thing? Oh, the, <laughs> that was that wasn't out out loud. That was uh, privately. But uh, yeah, no, there oh. was a. Uh, Never mind uh, then. <laughs> no, th- we can talk about. It. I'm still I'm still like investigating the possibility of moving my shop into a, a little bit smaller of a shop, but it's a Quonset hut. <laughs> I love Quonset huts, and I love this particular Quonset hut. I know exactly. It was like so it's that's like, the half metal round. Right, it's a World War II era design from Quonset, Rhode Island, and it's like this like you could build a, a town in a day with these this prefab sort of structures, like a half a circle. Um, so there's this, there's, there used to be back in the day, there were, these things were everywhere. And nowadays you don't see too many of them. Most of them get torn down, but there's one that's about 10 or 15 minutes from my house and it's on a road. I don't drive on too often, but, uh, you know, every time I did drive by, I'd be like, Oh, there's that Quanta and there's a sign shop in there. And, um, and I guess the, that's the, the man passed away, I guess, after like 12 years of being, of running this business in there. And so now it's available. And, uh, so I went to check it out <laughs> because, you know, that's what everybody well, needs to do is, well, it it is almost affordable. The problem is, is that it's just it's literally a hollow half a tin can. So there's a hundred amp service there, but there's only one outlet, and there's no insulation, there's no walls, there's nothing. It's just literally like a hollow shell. So that's like a dream. It's time for a change. Jimmy Duresta is just doing that right now. He's well, it's like, like a big empty space, and he's he's. Yeah, come outfitting on, it. Come yeah, on. no, it's it's come a dream, on. except for the no fact excuses. that it's a it's a Quonset hut. <laughs> so there's issues. It's a so little. What? Uh, it's a it's a financial thing. It's. It's a lot of you know, money. You could just you know. keep yelling "so what" at everything yeah. he says. It's just, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll just keep because oh, uh, I've been losing sleep over it. I, I, I so what? There's, <laughs> I, I have, I have two guilty fascinations that I try not to talk about publicly. One of them is amphibious vehicles, and the other one's Quonset huts. <laughs> so, so, those are my Nothing two. Wrong like, with the first one. <laughs> those are my two unhealthy fascinations so the idea of moving into a Quonset hut is like so attractive but at the same time it's so ridiculous you're a good man dude because I could I would never mention my two weird fascinations on the air well just no, tell us after because I now I need to know what amphibious vehicles and Quonset huts doesn't everybody else love those you tell me dude, you don't I wish actually, you... I actually do love those I think yeah. they're both very cool don't you want to drive your truck into the river and then just keep driving but they aren't my guilty <laughs> things that I want Oh, that's why I'll. I'll I don't feel guilty about it. I think is the. Is the oh point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm guilty about the amount of time I've spent thinking about it. That's where the guilt lies. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, is then, very fair. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Uh, you know what? Let's all let's the other things I could have done. Around. The valuable things that I could have done with that time. Let's, 
let me tell you why I brought it up a- in the first place. Sorry, Bill, to interrupt. But mm-hmm. the, the reason I brought it up in the first place, I think it, it, moving would give you that opportunity to really cull down your material oh, and I'm really aware examine. Of that. You know, so yeah. I think that would be part of an amazing part of that process is is looking through all your things, finding your squirrel cages, looking through at all your stuff, and like you know what. I am never going to use the wing of a 1939 Douglas DC-9. Oh, yes, I am. No, that's not going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's those six chairs that need reupholstering. They got to go. Like, I, I'm not right. going to do that, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, that's absolutely. Absolutely. That's And that is on my mind because now that that seed has been planted, I've been thinking about that because I am a creature of change. And I've been like, well, what are the other options for how I could change the way I operate? That's true, too. You know, so... I'm I didn't changing. mean. Oh, I. I meant like there must be other shops you could move into. I didn't mean that there were other things you need to change about yourself. You stay as no, you are. I, I would have. No. Yes and I yes. Like I would <laughs> say a little change is good for him that way. But I, I was going to yeah. say. So we mentioned feeling guilty and spending a lot of time thinking about something and not getting anything done. Do you find that the same way when you're sourcing your materials or when you're trying to organize a shop? Because I'll do that sometimes. I'll, I'll look at my shop and think, okay, I gotta. I'm gonna rearrange it. I'm gonna make something, and I'll spend a week and a half just thinking about the cart I made to put the sanders on. I mean, you know, it was a simple enough project, but I spent so much time contemplating what I really wanted to do. I didn't really do a whole lot other than that. Have you had that issue, Mr. Kwanzaa Hutt uh, fetish guy? Well, I've already, I've already in my mind, I've already insulated, electrified, heated, built, rebuilt this, this, uh, the Quonset hut shop, like six times, like all the different possible play. Well, you got, you know, put the welding fabrication section here and put the, this, you know, and they make the bench there because there's all these issues that you have to deal with with the curved walls. And, and I've solved these problems like every which way from loose. And it's just a freaking waste of time because it's a problem I don't even actually have. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. That's, you know, and then like the, um, the double helix I'm working on right now. I, I, I built this thing a hundred times and we've talked about this before on the podcast about how like you and I, especially Bill, you know, we, we build it in our heads over and over again, looking for every problem. And, and, uh, and you know, and I, like I've, I've built this thing a hundred times in my head and, and now as I'm building it, I'm like finding all the things that I missed and, and this and that, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a, a problem. And I, I don't feel guilty about that though. I just feel like that's what we do. You know, what I feel guilty about is when I do that for something like an amphibious vehicle, which I should I should never do. I should not. I'm not qualified to build an amphibious vehicle. Like that's you know. Why do you have to build it? Why don't you just buy it? I don't make any money <laughs> buying an amphibious vehicle. <laughs> uh, I saw my, I always tell my wife she's lucky we're poor because if we weren't <laughs> we would have a lot of crappy cars in the driveway. <laughs> As opposed to the Rolls Royces that are sitting in there now. No, because I like original paint. You know what I mean. I, I would there'd be like like oh. six like nineteen seventy two like Fiats or something. You know, like all oh, this is like just unrestored. You know, love it. Yeah. Speaking it. of cars, check this out. <laughs> um, somebody at the airport is um, of money, and he has in his hangar. They're not supposed to, but they do. This guy's got a seventy four Lincoln Continental Mark Four with like 20,000 miles on it. He's a Ford guy. He's got a, a Pinto, an actual 74 Ew. Pinto with like 30,000 miles on it that's pristine. It looks like I'd love to have I mean, that. It's so weird. <laughs> he's got a, a, a Chrysler town car. He's got a couple other things. But anyway, he's got a 1971 Ford F100 302 mm. engine, 40,000 wow. original miles on it. Mm. And they're thinking they're probably going to want about 3,500 bucks or so for it. Buy what? it now. Just buy it. 
I know, but I'm not going to because I don't. Does need it run? It. it does. Well, actually, it sat for 15 years in this hangar, and he poured some gas in the carburetor. His kid turned it over, and it started. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's you have to change. It doesn't the lines have power and steering. And... It doesn't have power brakes. But 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 what I'm saying is like I the I told Casey because Casey and I are serious about buying a house in Galena, and that may happen in the next month. It may happen in the next six months. But all any extra money that we have is going for that. Right. But I was so close. But you need a truck to and park in the garage of that house in Galena, and I can't think of a better one. <laughs> I don't disagree. And I, if I had extra money, I would do that. Yeah. But, and and me, this thing's clean, by the way. It's, yeah, but you it's, don't want a carburetor in the winters of Illinois. I have a carburetor in the winters of Connecticut. Starts every morning. Yeah. I use my truck to jumpstart my 2006 Nissan minivan last winter when it got too cold for the van to start. I started my truck, drove it over, and jumpstarted the minivan. I said Bill doesn't want a carburetor. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Just don't badmouth carburetors, man. I'm I'm badmouthing Bill. It's, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Had it been a four wheel drive, uh, it would be a different story. I was going to say it's probably a rear gonna, wheel. Yeah. Well, I'm that's gonna, a two wheel. Wait yeah, until I move that. to Galena. Yeah, I'm going to wait until I move to Galena. So, well, well, you know, I was litter in the back. I was looking for a two-wheel drive truck when I bought mine. I was like, I don't need four-wheel drive. And now that I have it, I'm like, I'm never buying a two-wheel drive truck again. <laughs> it's Are you awesome. kidding me? Hold on. Yeah. Especially two-wheel two when it's rear wheel and and it's just a flatbed oh, and yeah, there's no weight. Yeah, my truck on a dry day can barely get going. It's just... <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. So All right, totally. So the- that's how I organize my scraps in the shop. <laughs> me too. Precisely. Thank you, Brent. Brent. Burnt. Burnt. Burt Reynolds. Burt Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. That's Check right. Check this out, boys. Robert I'm Goulet. Send, <laughs> I'm going to send you some amazingness right now. You sending pictures of the truck? That truck. While yeah. we're while okay, we're recording okay. an audio podcast, you're going to. I'm glad us. you said truck, and it's not more naked pictures of yourself because that was inappropriate. I blocked that account. I, Look, I, I told you I it blew was freakishly it up. big. I had to show you. It's my second to the big toe is longer than my big toe. It's weird. Casey. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm looking at pictures. Right, you need truck. to post these pictures on Instagram. You uh, For anybody okay. that's in the area that might have the cojones to actually buy the truck since you won't. Maybe some of your well, local the thing friends. Is, the thing is, too, this, the, this family is the, the dad just passed away. There's The brothers are all fighting over who gets what. And there's estates yeah. and blah, blah, blah. There's $1,000 worth of back taxes on it already that I found out about it. So I think it's just more of a headache than it's worth. But it it's amazing. I, I would I would take that to the to the car wash and have the guy spend two hours doing the hand buff. And it would look like it rolled off the showroom floor. Yeah, well, you have that because... You have that original paint thing going on. Like original paint in Connecticut means it's all rusty, and original paint on California just means it's faded. You know, it's yeah, uh, slightly oxidized. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just a tr- it's a tremendous truck. Uh, what are we uh, What are we watching on YouTube? <laughs> I'm watching uh, F100 videos for the rest of the night. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, exactly. I am going to be looking at Quonset huts. <laughs> Quonset every, hut design. Every layout. time you see one now, it's going to stand out. We talked about this last week. Uh, you Once know, you I've seen think a few about what- it. When I've driven through Vermont, I've seen a bunch of them. And I'm yeah, like, there's a few other. Like, mostly they're used for barns and stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and, and they st- you can still the buy tractor. them. Yeah. Well, there's I see a, right, right off of the airport where I work, um, there's a company that makes the big metal. I mean, I'm talking like a 30-foot diameter metal tubing like that. Yeah. A roller die company is what it is, but they have pieces of that sitting out in their scrapyard. 
And I'm always looking over there and I'm like, what can I make out of this 30 foot diameter, about 10 feet wide <laughs> piece of a pipe, metal corrugated, whatever the heck it is. You can make 40,000 fidget spinners. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Don't do that. There are enough fidget spinners for yeah. the love of God. Uh, I, um, you know, many years ago, and, I, and so like one of the one of the things that's on my list is I would love to build my own like dwelling, you know, ground up. And one of the ideas when I was researching that stuff like a bunch of years ago before I knew anything about building, or I, I even built a shed, you know, before I knew anything. But I was researching um, Quonset huts came up in my you know because you could still buy these kits where you could you could pour a slab, you put this kit up, and then you could you know put you know, outfit it and and add all your utilities and stuff. And and they're you know pretty inexpensive. And I was like, I just I fell in love with the idea of that like prefab and, and the shape is so cool and there's no, there's no right angles. And as a musician, it was kind of interesting because of like the, the sound chamber sort of effects that it might have. And, and so I've, I've been fascinated with them ever since. And I just, I look for what, them. What about uh, shipping containers or comics boxes? Uh, yeah, no, those are, those, those are on the list too, but there's something about the Kwanzaa. So it's like from that, that greatest generation era, World War II, it was like these, the Army Corps of Engineers designed this thing that solved these problems that created these structures and, you know, and, gotcha. and, uh, it's it just from that really interesting era. And I just like, you know, I, I took that picture of my truck parked in front of it, even though I was just there visiting. <laughs> I was just like, like, what a beautiful site, you know, Kwanzaa hut. Gotta love them. Or we else. Do. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, okay. Bill, yep. what are you watching on YouTube? You know what I'm watching? I want, um, first of all, let me do a real quick shout out. Just one. Um, Ragtie, heal up, brother. Yeah, man. Pay attention yeah. to the doctors. Be well. And um, we love you. And I just wanted to make sure you know that. And I'm sure you do. But You uh, know, Ragtie, my buddy, he's joined the dark side. Let's go vegetarian. I, I saw yeah. that post. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm close We've been myself. writing about, I've been helping him out with dieting. You know, not diet. I'm sort I'm sort of yeah. like Luke in episode one or three, the first one, because I'm I could Four. go dark, but I'm not there yet. What you know? I, I but anyway. So anyway, Rag, we love you, buddy. Um, I'm watching, and I we I know we've mentioned him before on the podcast, but I'm surprised that he's got only six hundred some odd subscribers. Keith Decent is a one hundred percent upcycling, reclaiming machine artist maker man. And um, if if you aren't subscribed to Keith's channel, you should be. He makes amazing things, things you would never think. His last video, he made an ice cream sandwich chandelier. Yeah. And it looks like a six-foot <laughs> ice cream sandwich yeah, hanging from the ceiling. ceiling with lights in it. And he made it all out of reclaimed yeah, garbage. Cool. Yeah, they always be uh, and stuff, just total garbage, and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does limited tool builds. He does art pieces. He does, you know, it's all reclaimed. He, I love his, uh, he makes, um, these bandsaw blade squids. And mm. who would even think to do that? So anyway, check out Keith. I can't believe this is somebody who does not, should not have only 600 some odd subscribers. Let, let's bump that up a little bit, show him some love. So that's who I'm watching. The ice cream sandwich was just fascinating to me and it made me very hungry. I think I could, die a happy man if i had a six foot ice cream sandwich i think i think i saw on his instagram or facebook that he's making a chip witch to go with it now oh um, yeah <laughs> i thought it was he's making uh one of those peppermint uh no peppermint pat i don't know never mind there, you it? know out where i live he's making the entire willy wonka factory <laughs> eskimo pie yeah have you guys ever heard of the it's 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 like a it's an ice cream kidding. sandwich with but an it's it you know have you ever heard of that you ever no. heard of a nutty buddy yes yeah 
Yeah, I like those. Well, the It's It is made <laughs> in here where I live. That's all I'm saying. Never heard it's, of that. It's, it's like an ice cream sandwich made out of cookies. Do you guys know what the Whoopie Pie is? That's a I new just did that thing. before the show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I saw something cool. I'm a Whoopie! Uh-huh. <laughs> I am and watching. Pie. <laughs> what is Tim watching? <laughs> Quickly. I, I am watching... Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to try to pronounce the name. Uh, J M builds is another way that it shows up. Matt Jur is another way it shows up. But uh, I, Jur Matthews. I said I wasn't going to try to pronounce it, but I didn't. I'm I terribly sorry if I butchered it. But um, he makes uh sort of mid century modern stuff, and it's it's beautiful. And the videos are really well put together. Uh, and I just stumbled across this the other day. And uh, and I was really enjoy. I watched a couple of videos. and I was really enjoying his work. So I would I would definitely recommend J M Builds. It looks like is is what you could search. But the link's in our description. So yeah, I feel like you might have mentioned him once before, Phil. I may have. I don't recall. You're butchering his name, so I don't even know who you're talking about. Right. Uh, but it's a it J up. and an M. It's it's and there's a line over the J. J. I no idea what how to say it. I'm terrible. Okay. I'll look it up, and then next week we'll do a follow up. Yeah, and, uh, apology. We'll do I'll an apology. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny how you say like you were sort of you stumbled on these videos. So like last night, I think it was I don't know midnight or so. I just done the feeding for the baby, and I always need like a YouTube video to just sort of chill out before I fall asleep in bed. <laughs> and TMI. <laughs> Like, like your, a, like, was your chest sore? I mean, <laughs> I used a bottle, you weirdos. <laughs> the bottle. Do you have that thing, the over-the-shoulder thing? You put the bottle in so you can experience. No, this is my third. We don't do any of that hippy dippy <laughs> nonsense. Uh, Old hat. No, I have a bungee cord hanging from the ceiling with a bottle on it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, See about a half five an inch years, too Daddy's far to where the baby can't reach it. Uh. <laughs> you got to work those neck muscles. <laughs> yeah. He's got very strong neck muscles, surprisingly so. Anyways, back to me. Um, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm looking for a video to watch last night, and uh, I don't know why this popped up, but it's called The Cogwheel is the name of the channel. He's got like 322 subscribers, and the name of the video is called Shoblin 102, and then in parentheses, it's up and running. So I was like, what's that? What's a Shoblin 102? Turns out it's a metal vice made in Switzerland like 40 years ago. Anyways, the guy is like a, a machinist, happens to be Canadian. So, you know, we, I understood the language he was speaking. And uh, and he's refabricating all of the parts to make it run on like North American circuit. So one phase, he had to redo the pulley for a whole new motor and it was like 16 minutes of just machining pulleys and plates and stuff. And I'm like, this is so good. And then, you know, it, yeah, it has to strike you in the right mood, right? So I happen mm-hmm. to be in that mood. But sometimes I just watch things that have nothing to do with anything that I can make or I'm specifically interested in. But just I appreciate the skill that goes into it and just, I don't know, I guess the video quality or whatever it was. Anyways, I just got like, like five. eighth maker in Canada now. Yeah, we got, we have a lot of really good machinists and engineers and woodworkers here. I think proportionately more than you would think for the population. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really really talented people here, and it's uh, it, it's it's really cool. And whenever I hear, you know, the slight 
Canadian boot? accent. I get very, I get very excited. <laughs> you know, about that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, it, but it, and it's interesting too how many of the big Hollywood stars are Canadian. Yeah, more, very more than you think. Uh, uh, abnormally high percentage compared to you know like other Alanis countries and Americans. Morissette. Yeah, yep. the old Michael J. Fox, Canadian. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, we could we could go down the list. But. We could go down a list thirty long, and we cover them all. Aust- so Austin no, Powers is from Canada. <laughs> yep, and yeah. Mike Myers exactly. Yeah, both both of them. Both and of them. Yeah. Shrek too. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek one and Shrek two are Canadian. He's a Canuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways, that's that's who I'm oh, watching Wayne. last night. Wayne, Wayne's Wayne. Wayne, that's right. Not Garsko. He's American. No, but Wayne. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is. I don't know if Wayne Gretzky is Canadian. Oh, he has to be. He is Canadian. What do you mean you don't you know sure? if he's Canadian? I don't know about that, dude. That's like blasphemy. I don't know. I don't know. He played for All the right. Oilers, but I don't know if that makes him Canadian. The Houston Oilers? Exactly. The Houston <laughs> Oilers. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. They're not they're not a team anymore, are they? No. No. <laughs> Neither are the LA Raiders. <laughs> really? Well, they're about to be the Vegas Raiders. That's so. right. That's right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the Whalers to come back to Hartford. That's all. They ain't coming back, boy. (laughs) Well, there's three million people in Connecticut that are still waiting. Of course they are. Of course they are. If they if they came out to a few more games, maybe they would have stayed. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about going to one once. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I still have a I have a Whalers jersey. Do you uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Did I ever show you my? um, It's a it's a um, it's a minor league hockey team. Uh, Jeez, I can't remember the name right now. And, uh, the Albany Knickerbockers. Nope, they're in. Um, oh my god! I, but I have I have one. It's got my name on it because I did this thing at a hockey rink as a musician. We did a, a charity thing, and they actually they took the uh, they had a, a dually with a flatbed for an eighteen wheeler, cool. tied to the back of it, and they, yeah. we, our whole stage was set up on the back of this. So after this minor league game, uh, they dragged out this stage on the back of a truck, and we played our set to the audience, and on the uh, ice. and then. On the ice, yeah. Cool. The the 18-wheeler on the ice. And then after the um, – so the, 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 the hot shot star player on this team – God, i got to go find this jersey. I can't yeah. remember the name of the team. It's driving me nuts. Um, I don't even remember what state it was in. <laughs> but so they, they we had these shirts on, and we, we auctioned them off for the charity. And then during one of the songs, we played the good old hockey game song, you know, the yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. um, and so the star player of the team comes out, and he comes up to me because I'm like the goofball. I'm always the goofball in the bands, and uh, and he and he starts picking a fight with me. So I jumped off. The, I put my bass down. I jumped off onto the ice, and I grabbed his shirt and pulled it over his head. And you know, and, <laughs> and he was like, by then he was in his civvies. He was wearing his tie, and he's all you know after the game right. and stuff. And so we had this like fake. He had gloves, and he like threw him down. You know, we had a fake fight on the ice and everything. It was awesome. It was like a really great time, and that I have no fun. idea what state I was in. Or what team it was? Find the jersey. Or I want to see it. I will put it on Instagram. Okay. Put it on. Instagram. I just want to point out that you two wonder where I get it from. The last three minutes have been both of you. Just saying. But it was about hockey. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes sense because we're in the Northeast. So, and on that note, where's my? Okay. 
Um, on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. There's a new review up today from Justin Sparks. Uh, he put up a review about a Milwaukee M18 blower. Uh, he's a tremendous writer, and I love the profile pic that he sent me, so it's uh, it's really cool, so check that out. WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Justin Sparks there. TimSway.net. <laughs> thank you to Jason Payne. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, speaking of which, did you open your box? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. We talked about last week how I opened didn't I? No. No, la- no, last week you hadn't opened it yet. I hadn't, you op- hadn't opened it oh, yet. Oh, right. This is what we were texting. Holy crap, did he send us a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of unrelated. Now I don't know why I was saying we don't have to use everything in one project. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't think, think there's I'm about 25 to. projects there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know what I'm making, and I think it's going to be really cool. But there's a lot of stuff in there. I don't know. I have an idea of what I think I'm going to make, and I keep trying to find another idea, and I just keep going back to this one, and it's going to yeah. use like 10% of the stuff in the box. Yeah. I'm, going I'm to only using the popsicle make, And then I'm going to make something <laughs> combined to make both of those things one unit. I don't think you're going to be able to do mine, to be honest with you. Mine's a little out there. It's a little... Uh, uh, yeah, mine's mine's a, a little out there, too. Mine's... Mine's like way up. You'll, anyways, you'll see. It's fine. I can't, I can't um, wait. The, and I'm the earth, the grounded one? You might have to ground yourself for this one, actually. Wow. Ooh, I'm kind of exciting. excited. That's like... Chalon! <laughs> he's going exactly. to curl it all up in a ball and shove it in the fuse box. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be way easier. That's funny. That would be way easier. Kids, don't do that. Don't, don't try that at all. That's home. right. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. Um, let us know what you think about the direction of the show, how it's going. We love hearing from you. Hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Reclaimed Audio or by email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Uh, leave us those iTunes reviews. Love getting them. But more importantly, we need them to get more people listening to the podcast. And that's where you come in. We appreciate your feedback and your participation in the growth of the show. Or you could just listen twice. That's not the same. <laughs> No, you're right. That's not going to happen. You have to be from a different device, though, because otherwise it'll only count at once. And it wouldn't be growth, actually. It'd be stagnation. That's right. Hyper stagflation. Yep. Right. And Patreon.com. I wonder where I get it from. I do do wonder. It's a lot of wondering. (laughs) Patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to keep these grade A goofballs on the air. So. Yeah, pa- Patreon has been amazing. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. definitely keep two of us on the air. One of you know, but it, it yeah, Patreon has really been amazing. I've been uh, I've been very in- excited and really enjoying that that growth there. It's been amazing. So thank you all very much. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's I mean, like the- it's super touching. You know. Yeah, on a serious note, seriously, I mean, there's yeah. people out there that really like what we're doing, and um, they're helping that happen. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, everybody. And that's a very, very large heart, so it's a huge thank you. And I'd like to echo those sentiments. Mm. So, uh, on that note, I will see you uh, next week, probably. Yeah, maybe. All right, bye, everybody. A couple of us. (laughs) Bye.